Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Saga will forever remind me of the three two-tail children. Really uh, missing the two-tail clan these days. I know you're in the same boat as me, Rainy. But I know that they are, They at least they were, footsteps from the Mexican border as of recently. Uh, Ryan FaceTimed me and showed me the Mexican border, in fact. So they are in deep southern Arizona. So uh, fun times, adventures for our former co-host of this show, Ryan Tutel. But it's a new show. It's a new day. It's Nuanas Now. And Sean Rainey from SWX Montana Television is joining me, Coulter Nuanas, as he does each and every Wednesday here in the ESPN studios. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, good first hour. We talked a lot about March Madness in general, some of our favorite parts about the month of March when it comes to basketball and prep sports. Give you a rundown of all the Class AA play-in games that are coming up, as well as uh, some of the scores from the Class a um, tournaments that are going on in Great Falls. Also had a great interview with Ashley McElmurray for our Garden City Spotlight. Ashley McElmurray is a Missoula Sentinel product who is now jumping at Nebraska, and she placed third at the Big Ten Championships. We also had a little NBA trivia giveaway, some wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill as well. If you, the podcast is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications as well as the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. If you want to find the podcast, just go to any of your various podcasting platforms. Spotify is my favorite, but you can use anything. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you want to give us a call, shoot us a text, 
361-3688. That's 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangus Brothers RV phone line. It is now time for ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. Paradise Falls is a great place to watch games, to enjoy a happy hour, breakfast, lunch, dinner. They got a Montana sports bet, a sports bet Montana, excuse me, kiosk where you can lay down all your gambling. Need a place to watch the Big Sky Tournament next week. They'll sure to have all the games on. They'll also be streaming uh, state tournament games as well. The Paradise Falls ESPN Roundtable this week features Mac Anderson. He's a junior for the Grizz men's basketball team. Welcome in to the ESPN Roundtable. The ESPN Roundtable is presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. ESPN Roundtable airs right here on Nuanez now in the 5 o'clock hour each and every Wednesday, as well as Thursdays at noon time, right around lunchtime. And uh, Paradise Falls, they are the presenting sponsor for our bracket challenge. We can't talk about th- that with this guy that's on the call. We don't want to get him in any trouble, but be sure to tune in. With March Madness coming up, we will have a big bracket challenge, a ton of prizes for all of you out there. So we hope everybody enters a bracket and gets involved in all the fun that is the NCAA basketball tournament. And it's almost tournament time. We welcome in to the ESPN Roundtable, Mac Anderson. He is a junior for the Montana Grizz men's basketball team. Our second week in a row having a Grizz guest, which is fun. And Mac, let's uh, let's get the bad news out of the way first. The games this weekend against Idaho uh, are called off. We all know the reasons why. Uh, but here nor there, as an athlete, though, how do you adjust your mentality? Because I'm sure these cancellations have been really frustrating for you guys. But at the same time, now this is the end of the year, so now you have to just move on and get ready for the tournament. So, what's that transition like? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously tough. Uh, you got stuff happening. It feels like every week something's going on in our league, but uh, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, I think we're trying to maybe get some games in this weekend before the tournament so we can play and not take that whole week off. But regardless, we just got to control what we can control and get ready for next week. Mac, do you want do you want the hard question first, or do you want me to save that for later and, and go with some softballs <laughs> to start? Well, go with the hard questions. All right, here we all right, here we go. Have you ever committed a foul where when the refs call you for one that you actually think that it was a foul? <laughs> because you seem to have a shocked look on your face almost every single time with the refs. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean I, I I I think that some of them are fouls. Um obviously, <laughs> like you said, I think some of them aren't, but I definitely there's some times when you know it's a foul. What's <laughs> What's that like when you go back and, and look on film or something like that? If you're like, man, that was not a, a foul, and you're freaking out against the ref a little bit, and then you look back and you're like, okay, maybe it was, or do you, or you're not going to admit that? Uh, no, I'll admit to that, but I'll also say that it, it goes the other way around too, where you know you say that that it's not, but I mean, yeah, I do foul, I do foul. <laughs> it's good. It's take pride in your fouls, man. My, I'll tell you a story. I swear to God, I made the varsity basketball team in high school only because of my ability to foul. My dad's best <laughs> friend paid me $5 a game to foul out. <laughs> Sorry, I got a call there. I will edit that part out. My dad's best friend, he paid me $5 a game my senior year of high school to foul out. And then he told me he'd give me a $100 pickle barrel gift card if I fouled out every game of my senior year, and I did it. So take pride in your fouls, Mac. Make them worth it. I love it. That, that, that sounds like some like bounty gate stuff yeah, right? Yeah, right? in high school, Coulter. I know. I'm, I know. I'm sure that there were, you know, suggested to be hard fouls too. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, when you're when you're a six foot one guy playing center, it's not that easy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mac Anderson joining us on the ESPN Roundtable. He is a junior for the University of Montana men's basketball team, as well as a Montana native. And that's the part I want to get into, Mac. You kind of 
one of the only guys from this state representing in this state right now. And I know it's been sort of a common storyline of your career because there hasn't been that many Montana guys that have played for Montana. But here now that you've been doing this for a handful of years now, what's it been like just representing Montana and kind of getting some media exposure as the guy that's from Montana playing for Montana? Yeah, I mean, it's great, obviously, uh, being from Montana um, and being able to represent this state and be a part of this program here. Uh, I take a lot of pride in it. And this year, being the only guy from Montana, it's a little different. I mean, last year, we had Jared and Kendall. And I mean, it's just, it's whatever. It's, it's different, but I obviously embrace it and enjoy being able to kind of show these guys what it means to people in this state, especially with uh, certain rivalries and stuff. Playing the cast is always super exciting. And, you know. What has it been like um, for you this year, just as far as, you know, as a college kid, as a, as a student athlete, like, you know, there's so much mingling and you're normally like seeing everybody and social life is, is what it is. And, and this year it's been so difficult. Like how would you describe like just how, you know, crazy this year has been like um, with with COVID and not being able to have kind of the normal, you know, social routine as as long as well with the the basketball. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tough. Um, I think socially, obviously, is a big part of this whole experience. So it's definitely a lot different. Uh, I feel for our team is tough because we got a lot of new guys. So they haven't really experienced that, and obviously, Missoula is a great college town. So. It's been tough for them, but we're getting through it. Uh, I mean, it's just different, but nothing we can do about it. So, What sort of stories do you tell the young guys? You know, like, hey, this is somewhere we might be able to go, or this is something we might be able to do when we get back to normal. Because, I mean, we talked to Josh Bannon last week. He's like, man, I haven't done anything. I don't really even know about Missoula and yeah. hanging out with Missoula. So what sort of things do you tell the young guys? Like, hey, this might maybe what we can get back into. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, all of them, or most of the guys that are here now came on visits, so they kind of got a gist of it then, but um, really, I mean, I don't know, just tell them stories and stuff. I mean, I feel like they kind of know what it's like a bit just from the visits and just kind of hearing from it from other guys that have been here, but I mean, it's it's tough because they really haven't experienced any of it yet, so... This time of year, you know, it's obviously March. The weather's getting nicer. We had, you know, some high school playoff games last night. Like, what do you remember from, like, this this time of year from, you know, when you played in high school till now? Like, what is the beginning of March and the weather getting better? Like, what is this kind of, like, what kind of emotions does that bring up for you? Uh, it's exciting. It's the best time of the year, I think. Um, I mean, obviously, you got the tournaments coming up. Weather does get nicer. Sun stays out a little longer. Um, but I mean, it's just the overall sense of kind of excitement for the tournament time that I feel around this time of year. So definitely feeling that right now. Mac Anderson joining us. He's a junior for the University of Montana men's basketball team. He's also a native of Bozeman, Montana. And Mac, a lot of transitions going on in Bozeman in the high school sporting scene with the opening of the new Gallatin High School. Uh, so do you still follow high school sports? Do you still keep up with your, your alma mater? Do you still keep up with the Bozeman Hawks? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I try to keep up with them a little bit as much as I can. So, uh, interesting fold with Wes Holmquist, the guy you played for in high school, moving over to Gallatin High. So, is there, uh, what, what do you think of just the fact that he's coaching on what's now Bozeman's inner city rival? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. He told me a while ago, um, before he was heading over there about it, but I think it's a great opportunity for him to be able to be with his girls and be able to coach them through high school. I'm sure that'll be a great experience for all of them, so I'm excited for him there. And then I think that Bozeman High is in good hands, too, with Hosteller running the show. I think he's a great coach. Uh, he helped me a lot in high school, so I was excited to see him coaching there as well. So 
I'm happy for both of them. Um, and I hope that they can keep having some success. Mac, I got to um, apologize to you because during our last SWX broadcast in one of the games, we were talking about how good you guys are at the free throw line and, and, and shooting and stuff. And I, um, without looking at the exact numbers, I might have suggested that, yeah, when, when Mac Anderson might be the worst free throw shooter on the team, like that means you're doing pretty good. But I look up the stats and you are not the worst free throw shooter. You're like 76% and you're above a few guys. So I, I got to apologize for that because uh, you, uh, you're you definitely not the worst from the line. Uh, I get why you would say that because I've definitely struggled uh, the last couple of years and in high school a little bit too. I didn't shoot a great percentage, but getting it up the last couple of weeks, I guess. What's that? I mean, you guys have been so good from the line, and I think that was kind of one of your kind of the, the, the bugaboo of a couple of the teams when you were younger. What's it like knowing that, like, hey, once this game gets into a free throw battle, and you know, we have like full confidence that like every single person on our team could go up there and knock it down? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a great thing to have good free throw shooting, um, but. It is, it is kind of funny being on teams in the past where it's something that we haven't been great at. But, I mean, it's a part of it that you got to get better at. Tell us about the evolution of your role here now because uh, you, you kind of guys had to wait your turn. You play a lot of spot minutes, but then with the, sort of the abrupt departure of Michael Stebbin, now you're in the starting lineup. You've been playing really well, particularly when you can stay out of foul trouble. So uh, how's, what's it taking mentally just to stay ready and, and embrace the opportunity you've been provided here these last couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely like you said, just staying ready. Um, my whole time here, it's kind of been a roller coaster, uh, with my role just going up and down, but you just got to be ready for whatever is asked of you. And, uh, I know, like I've said before, just being bought in helps and just, yeah, just staying ready and being a part of it, doing whatever you can to help us. This this day and age, it's so easy for guys to walk away. And this is something that we've talked to coaches about a lot. I mean, it seems like if something doesn't go your way, even for a month, guys are looking to be out. They want to transfer. Does the fact that you you grew up wanting to play in this state, does that help you stick with it? A hundred percent, yeah. Uh, for me, it's a big part of it. Um, I mean, like I said, you just grow up being a part of it and just watching it. Uh, it's kind of what I always wanted to do. I didn't know if I wanted to play here at Montana State, but obviously made the decision to come here. And, uh, I mean, it, it means a lot to me to be here and to be able to play here. So I, I think it definitely does help with it a little bit. How would you describe, you know, I, I mean, talked to you when you came in as a, as a freshman, you're like, I, I need to, I want to bulk up a little bit, get a little stronger and then work on, you know, developing skills. How would you describe how you've done in that process of like working on certain things? And then obviously you're always kind of trying to get better. So like, what are some of the things that you're still trying to work on and improve and add to your bag? Mm -hmm. um, I think that I've definitely gotten a lot stronger. Uh, my weight hasn't changed a ton, which has been it's frustrating at times uh, when you're trying to gain weight and you can't. But I can def I definitely feel stronger. I, I jump higher than I did in high school. And I mean, even though I haven't gotten a, a ton bigger, I do definitely feel stronger. But I mean, one of my goals for this next year is to put on some more weight, obviously. Um, I mean, I, it's easy to say that, but it's 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 obviously shown that it's kind of hard to do. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that I've definitely gotten stronger uh, defensively. Was a big adjustment when I first got here. Um, I didn't really play a lot of defense in high school. I blocked a lot of shots, but I was just kind of taller than everyone in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that was a big part of it for me coming in, and then just being more confident on offense. And I mean. 
it's just it's a it's a different level here obviously what's your what's your vertical now Ooh, uh, high 30s we haven't Ish. tested in a while yeah okay because i was gonna say if you want to give me and coulter like an inch or two we'll give you a couple pounds yeah you can make a trade there and <laughs> then we'll be good to go <laughs> that's funny uh Back at us and joining us is the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Bowls. Be sure to stay tuned to Nuanez now for more details on our uh, bracket challenge presented by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls is also a great place to watch any sporting events. they got all the high school state tournaments coming up. They'll have those live streamed each of the next several weekends. They'll also have all the Big Sky Conference tournament action next week as well. And, Mac, I want to ask you just about being a part of this program in general because you have been a part of some of the highest points of Grizzly basketball, particularly during the Travis DeCure era. And then this year has been a little bit more of a struggle. So uh, what's how, how do you compare and contrast the two experiences, being a guy that was you know, on NCAA tournament teams to now being one of the older guys on one of the youngest teams, not only in the conference, but in the country? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely been interesting this last year. Um, when I came in, we had a... Um, one of the older teams, I feel like we had we had five seniors playing, uh, juniors. I mean, Tim Tim was a sophomore that year, but uh, it's it's a lot different. Just kind of how those guys have gone out, and we have a new class. It's all freshmen, sophomores now. Um, Cam and I are the only juniors really playing, um, so it's definitely a lot different. Um, I think that the one thing that's kind of been the same the whole time is just the culture and the feel of our team um regardless of the guys that are in here that's something that we kind of try to keep going the whole time so i think that we've been doing a good job of that and it's just continuing to build that throughout this year and then next summer and just continuing to grow with this group that we have right now i think there's gonna be limited fans at boise what has it been like this year playing with no fans and in particular for you I think one of the fun things that people like to watch is the the dunk layup line before the games, and that I'm I'm assured that you like throwing down some dunks in front of the student section. You're not able to do that this year. It's got to be a bummer. Yeah, I mean it's it's totally different, especially at home. Uh, it's it's a it's a big part of it. It's a big part of playing here. So it's it's uh it's definitely different, but it's it's tough. You just got to bring your own energy, and we've been we've been trying to do that. Uh, we have a bit of a smaller bench now, but I think that the guys that we have, we try to bring it every day and bring it to every game. Um, but as far as the warmups and stuff, I mean that's kind of it is a fun part of it. Put on a little show if there's a good crowd there, but I mean it is what it is. Just different year. Does this year sort of put into perspective though how how big the home court advantage is in Missoula? Because I feel like you guys have had some games this year where. If, if there was 5,000 people in the stands, you guys would have won those games. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, you can definitely feel it. I think more so at the start of the year. It was, it was, It's just weird. Like, you're used to having that uh, energy and that feeling in there, and you guys know how it is. Um, so it, it is a little different just playing in an empty gym. But, I mean, we definitely – I miss I miss our fans. A huge, a huge block on defense or a dunk on offense? What, what do you prefer? It's tough. Um, probably a block. Probably yeah. block. I don't know. What's, what, what's your favorite dunk? Favorite dunk? I'd say my go-to. Like if we're just messing around, probably just a windmill. Uh, windmill off two feet. That's probably my go-to dunk. How How old were you when you were first able to dunk a basketball? Uh, I do you remember first time. Yeah, it was a. Uh, um, going into my sophomore year of high school, like the summer going into it. I would have thought it might have been even earlier. 
I know. I uh, I grew pretty steadily. I think I was like six two, six three my freshman year. Um, I was a little more uncoordinated though, so it was the jumping part was hard. But I kind of, I started figuring that out uh, <laughs> going into my sophomore year. <laughs> From a big basketball picture, who who are your favorite players? Who, who did you who did you kind of model yourself after? Who did you want to be like when you were growing up? Uh, well, my favorite player growing up was Kevin Durant. Um, he's definitely my favorite player still. Um, I don't know. I don't really like comparing my games to a lot of people, but I definitely like watching him play a lot. Um, I like watching, I don't know. I'm a Nuggets fan, so I enjoy watching Jokic and Jamal Murray play. They've been exciting to watch the last couple of years. And then lately too, uh, Anthony Davis and Braun in LA. I live with Eddie and Darius, so they watch every Laker game on the TV, so we're always tapped into their games. So, but I'd say those those are probably my favorite players right now that I enjoy watching. What moving forward, like what do you? What's like the a one area that like I want to try and improve upon in, in this area? Yeah, um, I think just being uh, consistent offensively. Uh, I try to do it defensively um, and just bring energy and help us uh, on the defensive side of the court. But being a uh, more reliable and consistent offensively, and just being more confident on that end of the court, I think is a. Uh, big step and uh yeah it's probably just more more uh consistent offensively and uh playing with my back to the basket a little more confidently probably the biggest area that i'd want to work on you mentioned living with eddie egan and and uh, darius anderson what's that experience been like getting not just those two guys but just getting to know guys from uh, not only all over the country but a lot in some cases guys from the other side of the world like josh bannon and baby on chrysalic and stuff yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a. I think it's a really cool experience that you don't that um, you might not get um, if you're not uh, playing college sports. Just being around, or just being in college in general, I guess. Just being around so many different people from uh, different areas around the world. Like I, my freshman year, I lived with Ben Carter from Australia, and then last year, Kendall and Jared, I lived with them and Ed. But uh, it's, it's it's a cool experience. You kind of just uh, you kind of just get thrown into it with a bunch of these different guys, and just being able to live with them and uh, build that relationship is pretty cool experience for sure. Are we how are we excited for for Boise? I know it's going to be different. I think you guys have to wear some ankle monitors, and you can't go <laughs> anywhere. So I imagine maybe bring in some of the the game consoles and playing a lot of two K. I know that's been kind of big for you guys. Is that what we're kind of looking forward to here? I think so. Um, I think I might have to. Because we all have our own room, I think, is what's going to happen. So oh, really? We're going to be in the room all day. I don't know. I'll, I'll obviously do some homework and stuff, but I feel like that's a lot of alone time, so we might have to <laughs> might have to bring the system. Yeah, you're going to have to get some, some you know, Netflix and figure out some shows to stream or something, too. Yeah, something. But I'm really excited. Um, I mean, freshman year, obviously we didn't get to have it last year, but freshman year, just like the energy and the feeling in Boise and just having everyone in that town is, it's all downtown too. So it's kind of a cool experience, but we'll see how it is this year. I feel like it'll be a little different, but that same kind of general excitement will be there. Sure. Mac Anderson joining us on the ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls, Missoula. Mac, will get you out of here on this, then it's easy to forget or easy to remember that the Montana Grizzlies are the two-time defending champions in this tournament. It seems like forever ago that you guys were cutting down the nets in Boise, but uh, a lot of coaches in the league say, hey, that's still the team to beat. Until you beat them, they're still the team to beat. So do you guys take pride in that element, and what is it going to take for Montana to make a run next week in Boise? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we definitely take pride in that. Um, being able to win the tournament freshman year was was really cool experience. Um, really glad that I was able to be a part of that team. Um, and I mean, next week we just want to go play as hard as we can and do what we do to try to get back to that. So, and remember, Mac, one vertical inch for about five pounds. Of, <laughs> of muscle. That that'll be the that'll be the swap that we'll make moving forward. So. <laughs> I could still only have a thirty-inch vertical if that. If I only got, if I gave him fifty pounds, I'd still only have a thirty-inch vertical. Gave me ten inches. Well, Mac, we appreciate the time, man. I know you're busy, and uh, good catching up with you. And uh, best of luck. I know no games this weekend for the University of Montana men's basketball team. They are off, so the next time they take the court, we'll be in Boise. We'll keep you up to date as far as the seating, the timing, all that stuff. Well, Mac, appreciate you taking some time with us, and uh, best of luck next week. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mac. Mac Anderson, junior for the University of Montana men's basketball team. Good lessons to be learned from Mac Anderson, man. You uh, you stick it out and good things happen to you. Mac Anderson uh, has had his playing time be pretty much in flux throughout his Grizz career. Sometimes plays some, sometimes doesn't play at all. And uh, he stuck it out, and now all of a sudden he's a starter, and he's producing. I mean, he, the games that he's been able to stay out of foul trouble, he has produced well. He's, he's scored in double figures a couple games in a row, and uh, honestly... The production has not dipped since Michael Stedman left. I mean, Stedman was giving him about 10 points and 5 rebounds a game, and Mac Anderson's been giving him about 12 and 6. Yeah, he gives him just a little bit something different, you know? Yeah. He's not going to give you, and he touched on it, he wants to improve on his kind of back-to-the-back, or, you know, back-to-the-basket offense. Right. Like, you're not going to dump it down into Mac Anderson, and he's going to get you a bucket, per se. It's going to be more, he's going to be cutting and doing, but he does a lot more things off the ball. Right. Than Stedman did so really know. good offensive rebounder. He gets you a lot of putbacks. I mean, he and, has he's, and a motor. He's got a great motor, and it seems like he gets a putback dunk pretty much every game, or at least a, you know an offensive rebound where he gets a score, and that, that's huge. I, I thought it was really interesting listening to him say like he's struggled to put on weight mm-hmm. because I, I that's something that I've noticed. Like you know, he hasn't gotten a lot bigger since his no. freshman year, and that that was just kind of interesting. That was like a tidbit that we haven't heard yet. I, I haven't heard him talk about that publicly yet, and and not being able to put on some of that weight because I think that is, you know, maybe the one weakness of his game is, you know, he's not very big. He's pretty, sure. he's pretty slender, super athletic, right. but, you know, when it comes to, like, him as the five and banging guys in the post, one-on-one defense, like, that's where, you know, some of these guys are a little bit bigger and stronger, so they just back him down a I little mean, when bit. I mean, when you go against Tanner Groves, Tanner Groves from East Washington, it's, it's he's, a tough matchup. he's 240, yeah. you know? Jabril Bello from Montana State, he's 250. Yeah, and so a lot of those guys are like were, have put on weight and gotten stronger. I'm sure he's gotten stronger, but it would help to give him, uh, like we were joking around, if, if you gave him 10 and I gave him 10, he, he'd, it'd help him out down there. <laughs> A little bit. I, I, can, I can give him 10 too. I <laughs> promise you that. It is our ESPN Roundtable, probably presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls is also the presenting sponsor of our bracket challenge. Once Selection Sunday rolls around, I'm going to create a group. We'll be able to link from it from our ESPN Missoula Facebook page as well as 1029ESPN.com. We hope to get all you guys entered up. We're going to have the prize package. I can't tell you the full prize package because it's going to continue to build. But I'll tell you this right now. Here's what we got for you so far. We got a $400 cash prize. We're going to have gift cards to Paradise Falls. We're also going to have gift cards to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, Taglieri Deli, and Dobie's Teriyaki. So appreciate all those people for pitching in, throwing in, and uh, it should be a fun March Madness. I know nobody can go to the games, but that's okay. Everybody's going to be at home watching them, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun with all of our picks and everything in between. We're going to talk a little Grizz football and a little bit more about Big Sky Conference men's basketball on the other side. You're listening to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide SWX Montana Television.
Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. What's up, Montana? Thanks for listening in on a Wednesday. It is Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as around the great state of Montana on SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana is joining me as he does each and every Wednesday. You'll have a great, you'll, you'll have a great deal? I got a great deal for you. This is the best deal you're going to find pretty much anywhere. Season pass sale right now, the early season pass sale. This is for next season. It's happening right now, Sunday uh, through Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Lost Trail. New pass holders, you're going to get a season pass for three hundred and ninety-five bucks. That is a good, as good a deal as you're going to find anywhere. Ages thirteen through fifty-nine qualify, and only two ninety-five for kids season passes. Ages six through twelve. Lost Trail offers great benefits: unlimited skiing and boarding for the entire season when Lost Trail is open. No blackout dates. Unlimited full day tickets at half rates at all Montana ski areas, including Lookout Pass. They got buddy lift passes, twenty-five percent off rentals and demos, twenty percent off all lessons. 15% off over $100 at the retail shop and two free tickets to 49 North in Washington State once the ski area is fully operational. No blackout dates for that as well. For more information on Lost Trail's season pass sale, visit losttrail.com. Lost Trail right now is open from 9.30 a.m. until 4 p.m. Thursday through Sunday. Lost Trail, go for the snow. couple different things to get to here with you, Sean. Um, number one, this is an interesting deal. This is a tidbit that Nick Halsey from Montana Sports Information sent over, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Ken Pomeroy, who's kind of the head of analytics for college basketball, he has Ken Palm website. They do a lot of analytical analysis. I'm not a big analytics guy. Uh, I think it, particularly in baseball, has has had a, a detrimental influence on the the. The visual product, I know it's it's helped in terms of winning and losing, but I digress. That Here nor there, analytics for this college basketball season are actually pretty interesting, especially when you talk about all the cancellations across the country and the analytical formula that Ken Palm put out for adjusted winning percentage. So the West Coast Conference has decided to use this formula. So basically it ranks the games that every team has played against the teams that they've played based on where that team now sits in the current standings, and it comes up with an adjusted win percentage, and that's how the West Coast Conference is doing the seeding. If you'd apply this to the Big Sky Conference, here's the way that the standings would look. Right now, Eastern Washington is in first place. Instead, it would be Southern Utah and then Eastern Washington. Weaver State would be third, Montana State would be fourth, and Montana would be fifth. This is particularly interesting because the Grizz have played most of the best teams in the league. They played Southern Utah, Eastern Washington, Weber State. They didn't play Montana State. Montana State, same scenario. 
Idaho State is in ahead of those teams, both the Montana schools. But Idaho State didn't play Eastern. Or they play Eastern Washington this weekend. They didn't play Southern Utah, Weber State, um, or Montana State. So it, it do, there is a little bit of an imbalance here. So I mean, I know the league's not going to be able to make a decision to use this now, but it seems as if that would be a much more fair way to do it. Well, and that's why when the this series with Idaho got canceled, it really hurt Montana because it really did. I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure it's just Montana and Idaho are the only two teams that have played Eastern, Weber, and Southern Utah. Right. You know, six games against the top three teams. And so, obviously, like, and when you look at it, I think Montana should be about the five seed. And, and I, I think that's kind of accurate because when you look at it, I mean, they obviously, Eastern is a bad matchup for them. And they, they got kind of, you know, the, the doors knocked down against Eastern. For sure. But Southern Utah's number two. They should have could have won both games easily. They lose by one point on the final possession on the road in a weird scheduling. Yeah, early in December deal. Yeah, and then they split with Weber. You know, and then when they played Idaho State, Idaho State was seven and three in the four seed. Right, and they sweep them in Pocatello. You know, and and Montana State's kind of sliding right now, and so I don't know. Going into this, I, I would say Montana. You could argue might be the fourth most dangerous team, fourth best team in the conference heading into Boise. I don't know. It's it's pretty wide open after the three. I think it's it's Eastern. I think a little bit of gap. Weber State, Southern Utah are are there at two and three. Yep. Gap. Yep. Everybody else gap Idaho. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I'm inclined to actually believe that there's another gap. I think that I agree with your Eastern, then Southern Utah and Weber, and then I think there's a third tier that's Montana, Montana State. Yeah, I, I think that's that's. Fair. I know that Montana State has Montana State has had a hellacious last month. It's been as bad of a month as anybody in the league has had. They're on a roll and they're going in the Cacarys games. Those get canceled. Then they have to play the two best teams in the league in Weber State and and Eastern Washington. They get they lose four in a row. So now they're on a little bit of a dip. But then they have what looks like a couple bounce back series that they could get back on track, particularly against Idaho State. It gets canceled because of the different differentiation in rules. Yeah. They're off for 11 days. Then the Vandal game gets pushed back again. So then they go to Moscow and they lose on on Friday night. And uh, they bounce back on Sunday and get a win, but they just have never been able to really get on track again. And they, to me, because of the style they play, it's, there's not a lot of structure. I mean, structure is not the right word. The guards that they have need to be in a rhythm because those guys, they're not like exceptional shooters, but they're exceptional creators. And when they're in a rhythm, when they're feeling it, when they're you know sort of forcing the tempo, they can really get downhill on you. And I just think that the, the way that the last month has gone for Montana State has really hurt them. And it's the same thing for Montana because Montana, they navigated the tough part of their schedule. And then they had these four games at the end of the league slate where it seemed like, okay, Montana can sweep the Idaho schools, and they can go into the league tournament with nine and nine record. You can forget about all these one possession losses that happened in December and early January, and instead you can just start rolling. And uh, instead, they don't get a chance to have that momentum. So I, I just think that the. So I guess I'll ask you. I'll, I'll frame it like this: How many teams could realistically win the tournament next week in Boise? I, I would. I only see three. You think the top three? So the Utah, Eastern Washington, yeah. State. I, I would. Okay, be, I would be very second, surprised. I mean, it, Montana State or Montana could, but I'd be very surprised. So second, second more, yeah. I guess more accurately because I, I so, I'm sort of inclined to believe that. How many teams could make it to the championship, though? I guess my question is: Could the Cats of the Grizz make it to the championship? Yes. 
I think so too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I the the Grizz. I could the Grizz could beat anybody in this tournament except for Eastern, in my opinion. Yeah, like if, I'd be pretty surprised if they beat Eastern. It's just a really bad matchup, and bad Eastern's matchup. good. You know, right. so not only are they the best team in the conference, but it's a bad matchup as well. Right. I I would not be shocked if they beat Weber State or Southern Utah, and I think they could. Um, I would be surprised if they beat Eastern in the tournament. Who, so I, I would agree with you that I think that the worst matchup for the Grizz is Eastern Washington. Who do you think is Eastern Washington's worst matchup? Mm, that's a good question. Um, probably Southern Utah, Southern right? U- Southern Utah because they split. Did, did they, they, they split. Southern and- Utah just has. They play with a, a similar style, you know. Like they'll get up and down. They'll right, run with you. Right. They got athletes. They got great athletes. You know, and so like I, I think Southern Utah kind of can match up with them. And you know, if they get hot from from three as well, like I don't know, they they just play in a in a similar style. Where, and, they, and they have great veterans too. I mean, Southern Utah has a lot of seniors. Yeah, it's where it it could get into a game where like you know whoever ends up you know going fifty percent from three could win. You know, who do you think is? I think that the worst matchup for Southern Utah is Weber State only because they haven't played and there's just that defined mental edge there. You got the premier program except for Montana in the big sky. You have the the dawn of the league. Randy Ray has been at Weber for longer than any other coach in the league. And it's not quite the accentuated like big brother, little brother thing, but Weber has been in the NCAA tournament 20 times. You know I mean? Weber has the best tradition overall in the big sky conference era over the last 60 years of anybody. And they put the most guys in the NBA, all that stuff, whereas Southern Utah has never knocked on the door of the national stage ever. So you just wonder. And, and then you also just have to think in a tournament scenario. Here's here's my biggest thing. Though. I think that the worst matchup for Southern Utah, actually, I think the thing that could hold Southern Utah back more than anything is themselves because they've never been in this position before. They're always the team that's trying to peak the last two weeks of the regular season and then go wreck the bracket. And that's what they've done. They did it last year. They came to Missoula. They won uh, the on senior night in Missoula a couple years ago. I mean, they took out Northern Colorado and Idaho when they were the two seed. Uh, the previous two years, we actually got the full tournament in. So I just wonder, you know, they're going to get a bye. So can they handle that the expectations of being one of those top teams. I think Montana's a tough matchup for them too. It is. Because they I think any team that doesn't have like a dominant post scorer is a tough matchup for Montana. Because I think that's how you if you if you have a dominant post scorer, I think that's that's what Montana's biggest struggle is for right sure. now. Cause then you because they cannot go one on one versus like that's why I think the Montana State matchup would be pretty fascinating because I don't think they have anybody like Jabril right. Brello will get what he wants for sure inside. But I also think that, you know, I, I feel like that would just be a very ugly, low scoring, grinded out kind of a matchup if, if they end up playing, which you, I mean, you never know, but you know, we don't have the exact brackets. We don't exactly right. know what's going to happen, but I think traditionally, right. If Montana gets the eight seed, they would have to, the eight, nine game would play the one seed, right? Right. So if Montana won that 8-9 game, they'd have to play Eastern, and I th- that would be a very tough second-round game. For sure. Yeah. It also just depends on what happens this weekend as well. Look up who Southern Utah is playing this weekend. I know Idaho State and Eastern Washington are playing, so you have to expect that Eastern will likely get a sweep. The Cats have Sac State, which actually could be an impact. Yeah, Eastern, Eastern has Idaho State tonight. Yep. Um, tomorrow, Northern Colorado at Weber State and Southern Utah, okay. Portland State. Southern Utah, Portland State. Okay. Because that's why we were, we were saying the, the Grizz would have a, a really good chance of getting the five seed because you'd have to think that Eastern has a great chance to sweep Idaho State at home. Sure. Weber State is probably going to win at home against Northern Colorado. 
For and, sure. And Southern Utah, if they take care of Portland State, right. they just have to split that, I think. And then right. Montana would, if they would have beat Idaho right. twice, they would be the five seed. Man, I'd be so so mad if I was Travis Secure. <laughs> I'd be so mad because you have you finally have this opportunity. And who knows? Maybe the dominoes fall. You well, know, we, and him and I. Sorry to interrupt you there, sure. but like him and I, on, every Monday we tape the Grizzly Sports Report, right. which airs tonight sure. um, at, at 9.30 on, on Fox. We had to take out some of the Idaho stuff in sure. there um, after the fact, but he, he had really talked about, like, this the way that the schedule was set up, like, we could get on a little roll here. And he said, you know, I asked him, I was like, in your experience of the other, well, I guess five tournaments that he's been in, because there was one the year right. before, right? right. Um, you know, do you want to have momentum going into the tournament? He's like, well, some of those better teams that we had, like, we lost down the stretch and it was fine because it's more of like a wake-up call because like that team For is sure. like talented he's like but a team like this you definitely want confidence. he's like you want some momentum and he didn't like fully go in like fully say that because you know all coaches are gonna not really say that because then if you do lose it puts your yourself out there to be like oh like they really needed to win this otherwise they're gonna struggle in the tournament because they don't have that momentum but he touched on it saying like this is the exact type of team that you that you need to get a couple wins rolling into Boise in order to do some damage. So it's, it's, it's unfortunate how it all, you know, played out for Montana, but it's still, there's still a lot to be determined. I mean, if Idaho can't go to the tournament now, Montana might be depending on the, what the rest of the results that could are, change up the whole thing. It could change up the whole thing. There is a scenario where some of these teams split and then all of a sudden, the Cats and the Grizz both move up and maybe get the five six, and now the six might have a bye because it would just be then the bottom four teams that play if Idaho <laughs> can't go. It's Wednesday. This this thing starts in five days, six days, and we have no idea what's going. on. We have on. no yeah. idea what's going on. I know. I just keep telling everybody <laughs> that's calling me. All I want is a plan. I don't care what the plan is. I just want a plan. We're going to keep riding with it, though, because it is it is going to be fun once we get there. I know that it'll all work out. We're going to have a champion at the Big Sky Tournament at some point uh, by the time this thing is all uh, said and done. So we'll, we'll look forward to that. We are going to Boise and the NCAA Tournament as well, so we'll be doing Nuanas now from uh, Boise and Indianapolis. And uh, thanks to all our great sponsors for sending us on the way uh, to Idaho's capital city and Indiana's capital city. Kentucky Grizz football. Right after this, you're listening to Nuanez Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Welcome back. Miss anything in the show today. Great show. We talked March Madness, high school hoops. Heard from Ashley McElmurray, sophomore jumper from Nebraska, who is a Missoula native, who got third at the Big Sky, excuse me, the Big Ten, even more impressive, Big Ten Indoor Championships here last week. We also had our ESPN Roundtable with Mac Anderson from the Grizz basketball team. 
and to talk some thoughts on the Big Sky Tournament in Boise next week. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana joining me, Coulter Nuanez, on Nuanez now right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide SWX Montana television each and every Wednesday. Sean swings by to contribute his fine sports thoughts. We only got a couple minutes left, Raidman, but uh, I want to ask you, what do you think of this uh, Portland State-Montana football matchup in the spring? Obviously, it's cool that there's going to be a legitimate Division One game played here in Missoula. I think it's also interesting that these two teams don't play next fall, so it's not, there's no spoiler alert here. But I also think that these—I think Portland State is going to be pretty good this next year, so I think it's going to be a good game. It's awesome. Um, they had a D2 school kind of lined up. Like, that was the original plan. But I think because they have their playoffs and stuff around that same time, it was just hard to get it figured out. It's awesome that we get a Big Sky school coming. I feel like we should just do this every year. Like, you should be sure. allowed to play, like, one one game uh, every spring. Like, that would be awesome. And I know you and Riley kind of, like, touched on that a little For bit. For sure. Um, why not? I don't see any, like, downside to that. Especially because this league right now, as it stands, with 13 teams... You don't play four teams, so just go schedule one of the other Big Sky teams, or or just do like a like a a challenge with another conference where sure. you just like play a spring game against North Dakota State or something, or like North Dakota, like or whoever yeah, it might like be. why yeah. not? Like and you you do, can do home and homes, and like that's only going to generate more money. Like I don't know, that would be really awesome. I think it's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be awesome, mostly because like it's been so long since we've seen them on the field, like so long. We don't know, like. The road, like who's in the mix to play? Man. Like, what do people look like? I, like, what is the Grizz quarterback I, situation? I was, like, there's so much that we haven't even seen. I, I'll, I'll I'll leave names out of this uh, just because it is sort of personal stuff. But I will say this: I ran into a couple guys that play for the Grizz football team a little while ago, and those are guys that were that last time we saw them had been redshirting, who now have been in the program for you know. 475 days without playing a game, and I can tell you that the gains are real. There's a lot of guys that are going to be really physically mature. That's going to be the most interesting part is these guys that got that are kind of at the developmental positions, offensive and defensive line, that got an extra year and a half to train. They're going to be ready to compete for these ready to compete, and then imagine when they get to be then fifth and sixth year seniors, and they're instead of being 22, they're 24. I mean, that's a huge that's a huge advantage. But we're going to see it all across college football. So it'll be fascinating to see uh, how this developmental element of this place. How, how much time do we got? Do I got? We, we have about a minute and a half. Okay, can I propose something? Yeah, propose. Okay, something. so we got baseball starting about like three, four weeks. Sure. Okay, so w- put it on the make it like a little Twitter poll on ESPN Missoula. Sure. Yeah. If if I can talk like I could go over like two divisions every Wednesday from now until baseball starts. That's fine. If I get like sixty percent of the votes, no, we're we don't. We don't need a poll. Okay. We're, doing, we're doing it. Okay. Yeah, and tease from because we got to get some more baseball. Oh, we shit, ha- we have know? to do. And I'm ha- I'm happy to talk baseball, especially with somebody that knows baseball as well as you. I mean. We've talked about this. It's well chronicled my um, love affair with baseball and the way that it soured on me. I am the biggest baseball nerd you've ever met. Baseball is my favorite sport growing up. Is my favorite sport to play. My favorite sport to watch. My favorite sport to cover. Everything. I played so many baseball video games. Collected so many baseball cards. The Game of Shadows book and the Balco scandal, man, it broke my heart. It shattered me, and I had to walk away because it was like a toxic relationship. I had to walk away from Barry Bonds and my love for the San Francisco Giants. But I know that 
you and Riley Corcoran both know baseball really well, so I am totally open for you guys talking me back into my love of baseball. Let's do it. Okay. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can Benefit. Call today at 5415000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.